0: hello and welcome to the gardening in canada podcast i'm your host ashley and i'm a soil scientist with an absolute love of both houseplants and gardening i'm located in here in canada but honestly all my tips and tricks work for anyone anywhere in the world so today's episode we're talking about scarification versus vernalization. so let's just jump straight into it hello hello my beautiful plant people how are you guys doing today if you're new here my name is ashley and i'm the host of gardening in canada you can literally find the platform everywhere youtube instagram facebook TikTok, and at www.gardeningincanada.net so if you are into planners or you want some planner gear you want to support podcast, go check out Amazon and or Etsy. I'll leave the links in the show notes. But nonetheless, there is a planner, there's a houseplant planner, and there's a garden planner. Go grab that they're undated. So it doesn't matter when you grab them. (laughs) They'll work for this year, next year, two years from now. I made it convenient because I'm also forgetful when it comes to using actual planners. Both books are different. They have different information in them. So I'm sorry about that. Completely my fault. Absentmindedly put them together and then I thought, oh, the gardeners probably would have liked this information. and Oh, the houseplant people probably would have liked this information. So unfortunately, that's the way it is this year. But next year, I will update and combo them together. So today's podcast, we're talking about scarification and vernalization. This was a question that was asked by someone over on Instagram. And quite honestly, it's a great question because there is a ton of misinformation or confusion around these topics. So I want to look at each one separately and when to apply them. Now, over on YouTube in a few weeks time, I'm not sure when the video is going to get posted. Quite honestly, I schedule my videos weeks and weeks in advance, but I did just film a scarification fertilization video where I actually physically show you how to do both and step by step. So if the podcast verbally isn't enough for you, go check out the blog post that will be posted in regards to this concept and or the YouTube video. Uh, again, Gardening Canada, just look it up on YouTube or hit up and. So with the scarification and vernalization, they're kind of the same thing. Vernalization is a little bit different. It applies not only just to the seed, but also to the plant itself. So when I say that, I mean that the plant can also be vernalized. And when a plant is vernalized, it simply is a decrease in temperature that causes a a reaction of oh no i need to reproduce so when this happens and the temperatures do decrease vernalization takes place the plant panics and it thinks i need to spread seed and so therefore the flowers close up and pods set in and seeds begin to develop so vernalization can be used for both seeds but also for plants so vernalization i want you to think of as something that's taking place right now outside It's really cold here in Canada, obviously. I think it's polar vortex time, so we're in and out of incredibly cold temperatures that then warm up simultaneously like two days later and give you a massive migraine. I digress. Um, But right now, vernalization is taking place. So the plants, bulbs, and the seeds that exist in our soil right now are going through a very cold period in time. And those seeds need that cold period in time. They need to be put in a position where they're cold for X, Y, Z number of months. Without that cold treatment, that vernalization, the plant doesn't actually know when to start sprouting again. So vernalization for seeds is simply a change in temperature that then causes a reaction to germinate so with a majority of seeds here in canada we have vernalization of cold so the cold temperature is what causes the tulip bulbs to warm up in the spring without that cold snap the tulip never knows to wake up so people in california for example can't grow plants that grow in zone three or zone four or zone five on the canadian scale or on the usda side as well so they're unable to grow those because they can't vernalize them so it's so funny we're having this discussion because oh in california those lucky gardeners there have to stick their tulip bulbs or their tiger lily bulbs in the freezer <laughs> so you think you have a nightmare having to put heat mats out those guys they've got freezers over in their end so just to put that into perspective now the other side of vernalization or the the opposite side of vernalization would be scarification. And we'll talk about that a little bit later here. But ultimately, vernalization is a cold snap or a cold period. And so some manufacturers, depending on your seed company or or their instructions, they may not ever tell you to vernalize. And quite honestly, in fact, it's very rare that they will ask you to vernalize. And this is because they've done the vernalization for you. Now, if you've read online that the seed variety you have or the bulb variety you have does require vernalization, and so you're worried as to whether or not the manufacturer did it or they did it right or whatever the case is, you can re-vernalize, you can refreeze or recool that plant. You just obviously have to follow the parameters or the requirements that plant has to survive. But ultimately, if you choose to vernalize on your own, it's not going to hurt the plant. Is bottom line, it's not going to hurt hurt the seed is not going to hurt the plant you're not going to get better results but you're not going to harm anything so it's something you can do but a lot of the times if the manufacturer of the bulb or the company of the bulb or the seed doesn't tell you to do it on the seed packet it's likely they've already done it for you and therefore you can just skip that step altogether now, scarification, that's a different story, guys. When it comes to scarification, I find that there are manufacturers out there that will require you to do some level of scarfing. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. So what is scarification? Well, it is basically an all-encompassing word that talks about weakening the seed Coat is what it comes down to. It's weakening the outer shell of the seed. It's particularly used on plants that have a really tough outer seed coating. So a lot of gourds out there, birdhouse gourd, loofah, those ones do need scarification. Other ones I've seen is passion fruit. I've seen scarification needed in the sense of them as well. Now, when it comes to scarification, it doesn't simply need to be a taking of a a nail clipper and actually clipping the seed it could be scratching it could be simply banging the seeds together in the case of peas that's what we do we just bang the seeds together and open up the outer shell because that is another one that needs scarification now those ones they usually do for you again at the manufacturers nonetheless it's something that needs to be done and the other options could be uh, something like soaking in cold water or placing in water and putting it in the fridge. All these things will help weaken that outer shell. In a lot of cases, chemicals need to be used, and these ones are most definitely done by the manufacturer. No manufacturer is going to ask you to have to go buy chemical just to get a seed to germinate. That's just not a thing. But it is something that is done on their end, and this is really, really common. Like, what is you're thinking, well, what's the purpose of this? It's not like Mother Nature has toenail clippers on her belt and she's going around snipping all the seeds or whatever the case is. And you're right, she's not. But what it comes down to is the seed needs a way to stay not germinated, not growing until conditions are right. So what tells the seed that conditions are right? Well, it could be anything from being away from the mother plant or in the case of vernalization, a warming up of the outdoors, whatever the case is. And with scarification, it generally is a sign that it has been moved, meaning it has been moved away from the mother plant. It has been moved away from its community and it's been done or it's been moved away through the process of digestion or being eaten by a critter of some sort. So with passion fruit seeds, for example, Something or some someone eats the passion fruit seed, they obviously go to the washroom, and then those seeds have scarification from the actual stomach acid, which would be that chemical that we now do, that Mother Nature used to do for us. It's a great example. Uh, another one is avocados. <laughs> I mean, if you didn't know, avocados only exist because of the giant sloth who used to eat them and then whole and then have the back end it come out the back end. And the reason it came out the back end and was able to germinate is because it went through the digestive process. Other ways that the plants can do it or they know they've been moved is because they've been stepped on and cracked open. Or in the case of pine cones and carnivore trees, we end up with a scenario where we need really, really high heat, uh, such as a fire or really intense sun in order to s- scarify or weaken that seed or the, the outer coating of the seed enough to allow for germination to happen. So these are really natural processes that need to take place. And the manufacturer is going to tell you the best way to get that seed going. So they're going to tell you to take a nail clipper to it. They're going to tell you to soak it in hydrogen peroxide. They're going to tell you, put it in the fridge, whatever the case is, or they're going to say nothing. So when you're researching this and you're looking up things about your seed or you're listening or reading to uh, blogs or forums you're quite often going to see that they may say you need to do this you need to take nail clippers to it and then others may not mention the fact that you need to take nail clippers to it and this is because the people saying they need nail clippers got their stuff from a supplier that says you need the nail clippers and the other person got it from a supplier that's already done all the work for them So that's ultimately the big difference. But the fact that you're listening to this podcast or the fact that you're just becoming aware of this is going to make you a better gardener because from year to year, you're going to notice that different seeds have different requirements and different manufacturers have different and bizarre ways of asking you to plant them. And they're not necessarily wrong. So the different instructions on the back of every seed packet is not necessarily wrong. It is However, just the way that the manufacturer is asking you to deal with them. Obviously, ones that have gone through the process of scarification or through the process of vernalization, they may be a little bit more expensive than the ones that haven't because they did the work for you and they need to be recuperate their costs for doing that work. So that's just something to keep in mind there as well. But that's all I have for you guys on vernalization and scarification. Like I said, check out the blog post. Check out the YouTube video that's coming out where I actually show you how to do a birdhouse gourd and a loofah. I'm in zone three and I am officially starting those today here in January. What the heck? I know I've lost my loft, my mind. But if you guys want to put a face to the name of the podcast, come visit me over on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, YouTube, you name it. Send me a DM. Let me know you found me through the podcast. I'd be so happy, so happy to hear from you. Also sign up for the newsletter if you like to. I also will leave a link in the comment section or in the show notes below. Check that out. You can send me a voicemail. Yes, a voicemail over the internet, but still a voicemail. That you don't have to leave your name, you don't have to leave your number, you don't have to leave any specifics, but you can ask me questions about plants, whether it be for house plants, whether it be for the garden, whether it be for soil science, plant science, you name it, or maybe you just want to leave me a nice little message, whatever the case is. You guys can do that and I will be super happy to include you and your voice memo here on the podcast and answer your questions as well. Without further ado, I will talk to you guys next time. Have a happy time planting. Bye-bye.